Welcome to the MMA Kill Shot Podcast from DFS Army. I'm Sniper. That's Monk. Hit the like button. We're going to break down UFC Vegas 82, Brendan Allen versus Paul Craig. We got 14 fights. We got a week off for the holiday next week. Monk, I want to get going, but you got anything to kick off this spectacular card? I don't want to complain. I love fights, but oh boy. Yeah, oh boy, for sure. Uh, honestly, I don't want to skip over any fight card, but I am securing tickets to UFC Austin tonight, so I'm looking forward to December 2nd for sure. Yeah, one 100%. You know what? In all honesty, in terms of afternoon fights, 2 o'clock to watch, great. Yep. DraftKings is a disaster, I think, but we'll cover it. A <laughs> couple of good underdog spots I do like to bet. So really, it's the DFS side of me going, this is going to suck. Especially yep. when you got, we'll get to, you know, let's talk about it off off the top jordan levitt could have his wife is due four days after we haven't had and he said i'm gonna pull out if she goes into labor and you know what i get it respect but all i could think is the ufc isn't gonna tell us DraftKings has been like we've had so many of these disasters and they're actually actively foreshadowing this one it's fucking horrifying yeah especially since the whole point you know the whole mess he's in because of is not pulling out now he might have to pull out because of his daughter so who knows god (laughs) <laughs> on the nose all right that's what we got for the open guys hit the like button if you didn't already drop me a comment with what you think the best fight of this card is going to be who's going to win fight of the night with that let's jump into it main event time brandon allen paul craig brandon allen is 9400 paul craig is 6800 the line on this fight allen is minus 430 paul craig is plus 330 monk kick us off this week yeah, I'll try to keep it quick. Uh, this line is too wide, in my opinion, way too wide. Brendan Allen, 9,400 is crazy. Paul Craig at 6,800. I mean, that's my guy. Maybe I'm a little biased, but uh, he's down to middleweight now, obviously. He ran through Andre Muniz. Let's just look at the last five Brendan Allen's fought because everybody's on the Brendan Allen train this week. Obviously, his his odds are, are through the roof right now, which is crazy. His salary's through the roof. He beat Bruno Silva who hasn't, uh, you know, he beats like Jordan Wright and guys in that category. Uh, he beat Andre Muniz. Uh, he beat Christoph Jotko, the dirty, dirty cheater, Jacob Malkoon, and then Sam Alvey. That's his last five. Um, yeah, I mean, Malkoon might be one of the better ones there, and he's got 10 pro fights. Meanwhile, Paul Craig beat Muniz uh, quicker, five minutes quicker than Brendan Allen, uh, fought Johnny Walker, who's fighting guys that are fighting for titles, uh, and then, I mean, beat the uh just ask him the current champ in the light heavyweight division jamal hill he will tell you if you ask him even if you don't ask him he uh so i just think paul craig the line way too wide here if i was a betting man which i am i would be putting a little bit of money uh somewhere on paul craig i would find a line a money line a prop something but for DraftKings, i think this fight scores well regardless um i mean brendan allen though when he wins sometimes he scores 120 sometimes he scores 80 points so you just kind of got to watch out for that last thing i'll say i think he's overpriced and i'm probably picking paul craig straight up to be honest wow i can't pick paul craig i agree there's not much value on brendan allen what paul craig is dangerous on the ground we've seen the jamal hill we saw andre muniz if he he can get on top uh much bigger than muniz in that fight i don't think he's going to be towering over brendan allen I don't think I need to watch, look at the faceoffs. But regardless, the one thing those guys don't have that Brendan Allen, I believe, does is good enough takedown defense to keep this on the feet. And I think Brendan Allen will be the better striker. I think it's close on the ground, but there's bigger skill gaps the rest of the way. So I am on Allen. I do think it scores pretty well. Uh, both guys, I I believe, you know, Paul Craig is going to remember when he rolled at Vulcan Ozdemir's legs for for three rounds. Like he's going to yeah. try and get the fight to the ground into a scoring position. 
Brendan Allen, I think, is good on top. I don't think he gets caught. I just think he's he's he'll he'll be clean enough to get the victory here. I do think it scores well. Don't love the value though. Let's move on to fight number two. We got the co-main event is Michael Morales taking on Jake Matthews in this one. Uh, Morales ninety-one hundred. Matthews is seventy-one hundred. Morales is minus three twenty. The comeback on Jake Matthews is plus two seventy. You know, at this point, Jake Matthews is not a rookie. He is he's the vet at this point. Um, and I have to be honest, I came close to picking Jake Matthews, and I actually think he's the better uh, cash game play. Ninety one hundred for Michael Morales. I know he's undefeated. This is comes what this comes down to to me is the striking. I think Michael Morales is the cleaner, more aggressive striker. Probably going to land the better shots. But Jake Matthews, I mean, we saw him in the um, oh god, what fight was it? We got his eyes gouged out too. Help me out. Help me out. Fiala. No, it was the Asian remember. guy whose name I'm 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 just totally blanking on. I don't have it uh, in front of me. Um, I feel ridiculous. Am I going that far back now? Oh, it was it was the leech in 2018. I'm thinking oh. of Li Jinglong. I was like, ah, oh, Li Jinglong is going to run through him, and it just didn't happen. Jake Matthews was able to get takedowns and control the fight, and there's a that is a path to victory here. I'm um, picking Morales because I believe he's the better striker, more explosive. And maybe the better athlete, Jake Matthews has a viable path to victory through the ground game. So if you ask me where the value is in this fight, it's probably Jake Matthews. DFS side, I do think Morales has some upside, and he is who I'm going to have to pick. Just I can't trust Jake Matthews. I don't know which guy is going to show up. So Morales is my pick. Yeah, it's Morales for me too. I don't know about GPPs, but I think he is a great cash game play at 9,100. And yeah, you said it. Jake Matthews is a veteran. He's got a million fights in the UFC, but who's he been fighting? Darius Flowers, Matt Semmelsberger, Andre Fialo, who has a non-existent chin, uh, Diego Sanchez. Those are four of his last five fight. Like what? Who? He's fighting nobody. Uh, Sean Brady's the only one he lost to uh, that has anywhere close to a decent name, in my opinion. Uh, Michael Morales. Meanwhile, you could say, well, who who has he fought? Well, he only has three UFC fights, so he's still building and working up, and he's looked fantastic. On uh, all of his fights. Unfortunately, his DraftKings points have kind of fallen off a cliff. So that's why I don't really like him for GPPs, but I do like him for cash. I think he gets the win over Jake Matthews. He should absolutely be the more athletic, uh, the sharper striker out of the two. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm picking Morales and I like him. Uh, I like him for cash this week. Next fight up, let's talk grappling, boys and girls. It's Chase Hooper versus Jordan Levitt. Chase Hooper on DraftKings is 8,800. Levitt is 7,400. We go over to the betting odds. Hooper is minus 200. Levitt is plus 170. Monk, who you got? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm actually going to pick Jordan Levitt with the caveat of if this fight actually takes place, his wife uh, pregnant, as we mentioned, about to have a baby. He did say he was going to pull out of the fight if she has the baby before the fight. So, who knows? Uh, I wouldn't want to tell you to go over on this fight and then somebody isn't there and then, you know, it's another shit show. Uh, Chase Hooper, what are we going to get with him? Is he going to score 74 points against slippery Pete Barrett or is he going to score like 142 or 120 like he has in two of his last three fights uh, against guys with definite holes in their game? So I really don't know. I think this one is probably a disgusting fight and I don't mean that in a good way, like bad meaning bad or bad meaning good. I mean, it's gross. Uh, so yeah, give me Levitt by split decision and this one. Yeah, it's going to be kind of, I actually don't like this one for DraftKings really. 
Well, the problem is there's grappler versus grappler, and if they start grappling, you can rack up some points that way. And you know, both guys are decent looking for a submission. I think Hooper's actually a little bit better on the ground. And God, if this has the potential to be the worst striking fight you've ever seen in your yeah. life. If nobody can get a takedown, or let's say because because Hooper, I think, is actually gonna have the advantage on the feet, which is bananas to say, <laughs> by the way. Like it's horrifying. But he knows he has an advantage there. If Levitt can't take him down, why not just win the fight that way? Yeah. I don't know if he'll do that, but this has the potential to be an ugly, ugly fight. I'm not recommending to go over on it for, just like you said, the potential that Levitt pulls out, the potential they stand. And, you know, if one guy gets on top and just has control time, doesn't get a finish early, it, it might not score great. Um, I am on the Hooper side, though. That would be my preferred play. The line seems way too wide. I don't know about you. It just That's, that's crazy to pay that much for, for Chase. A little wide. I don't think it's way too wide. I think it's a little wide. Next fight up, let's go Peyton Talbot versus Nick Aguirre. Uh, Talbot, 9,500, most expensive fighter on the card. 6,700 is Nick Aguirre. Uh, line on this fight, Peyton Talbot's minus 800. Nick Aguirre is 5,500. Uh, holy shit, because <laughs> I, I, I can't personally lay that kind of juice on a person, on a fighter making their UFC debut. I'll mix in a little in GPPs because the odds are what they are, but I don't trust this fucking kid for cash games. No no way. Like, he, he's a newbie. Yes, he looked good on, on Contender Series. Talbot probably can outstrike him. That That's where I'm going to make the play. Nick Aguirre, though, uh, I think can can will be the better back grappler. He's got a clear path to victory, and at this price, I don't think anybody, nobody wants to click the light, the least expensive fighter on the card. I'll mix him a little bit. He's live. This line feels way too wide to me. While I agree Talbot wins more often than not, minus 800, 9,500, I'm sketched out by that, but Talbot will be my pick. How about for you? Yeah, same. Talbot's the pick. I really, you know, I'm a stats guy. I don't have a lot on this on this fight. Definitely do your tape. Uh, Nick Aguirre looked awful in his first fight against uh, Daniel Argetta there. Determined Daniel Argetta. He Daniel allowed. Argetta's good, though. Dan Argetta yeah, is yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and he, what did he just lose to Miles Johns, who just popped uh, for uh, not for cocaine, like some Twitter people are reporting, uh, but for uh, some steroid. Yeah. Um, but I love how Miles Johns is like, I did not pop for cocaine. And people are like, well, what did you pop for? And he's just quiet. Um, anabolic but, steroids. Yeah, Shit. exactly. Yeah. Ana yeah. Actual anabolic steroids. Um, but yeah, the whole point, Nick Aguirre didn't look great. Um, gave up 71 points. That's without the bonus, guys, to Nick, uh, to uh, Daniel Argetta in a three-round unanimous decision. So gave up over 100 points there. I don't know much about this one. The pick is Talbot. I agree with you. It's way too wide. Never would I ever play him in cash. Um, but GPP, I'll have a tiny, the tiniest bit. But yeah, Nick Aguirre is absolutely live. Uh, you know, don't go overboard in the, on this fight. All right, a little more interesting here. We got Amanda Hibas. Price on DraftKings is nine thousand, which no thank you there. <laughs> um, taking on Luana Pinero, who is seventy two hundred. Line on this fight coming down slightly. Hebus is minus two thirty. Pinero is plus one ninety five. I bet Pinero plus two hundred, but you can still get it. FanDuel, um, which tells you where I'm going with this fight. I'm going to be doing a, a, a video probably tomorrow night for sharp app talking about this bet so i can go ahead and and give it away as my free one for the week uh i like luana pinero i don't understand this line at at all frankly and i you can't say i'm an amanda hebus hater i was all over amanda hebus last time you remember i was telling everybody 
um uh not last time against um Vivi Viviani Arujo and she put up 116 points and I had a great fucking night back in March. Uh did lose to Macy Barber last time out but that was um quote unquote lose to Macy Barber. Um this is different. Luana Pinheiro is good. She looked really good against Michelle Watterson. She's aggressive. She can grapple. I don't like the way Amanda Hebas takes strikes. She backs up, backpedals, does not look good when she gets hit hard. And Luana Pinheiro, for this division, can crack. I think at some point she is going to hurt Amanda Hebas and back her up. I think she's got the potential to um, to get to get takedown, submission. I, I, I actually think she's a little better than Amanda Hebas everywhere. Hebas' path to victory, by the way, why I hate her on DraftKings, is keeping this at distance. I do think she's a little faster and probably the more technical striker. So that is where she would have the edge. So in that path to victory, she doesn't score well on DraftKings. I just don't think she can stay clean enough over three rounds against Pinheiro. Um, so I like the dog here. But even if you like the favorite, I would caution you against playing a lot on DraftKings. So Pinheiro, I'm going to go ahead and just... It's a women's MMA fight. I'm going to go ahead and call my shot early. This is this is definitely my kill shot for the week. Uh, I like Pinheiro Bunce, and I already have a bet down. Uh, Monk, how about for you? Yeah, I also like the underdog here. I can't trust Hebus at this price. I mean, you said it. She hates getting hit. She's out here getting KO'd by straw weights. She's, she's uh, Malcolm Gordon-like. Yeah, exactly. This is it's it's ridiculous. Just because she scored one sixteen against Vivi once, like congrats, but like I don't expect that to be the norm going forward. Obviously, uh, Luana Pinero does kind of scare me a little bit too against Marcos. One hundred and thirty points, great debut. Then eighty against Hughes and fifty one against the Karate Hottie. So I really don't want much of this fight. The pick is going to be Pinero. Like I said, can't trust Hebus when she's getting back down. You know, I'll give it to her. She is. I was going to say kind of tough. I, I've seen her in fights where she's getting beat up and she won't. You know, you have to knock her out or have the referee. You have to Macy really Barbara. be piling Macy it Barbara on. Yeah. Hit her plenty. Exactly. You got to really be piling it on for it to, to be a finish. That said, that has happened uh, twice in the past uh, three losses. So, um, you know, Marina Rodriguez, Caitlin Chukagi, and Macy Barber, there are definitely worse fighters out there. But, yeah, I can't trust Hebos at this at this huge uh, salary. So the picks, Pinero. I don't know how confident I am, and I'll be looking elsewhere in DraftKings for sure. Moving on, let's talk about one of the replacement fights. Eros Medic, he's 8,900. I did not look up this name. I should have looked up pronunciation, but we just got salary from DraftKings like a few hours ago. We're talking Thursday night here, so I'm going to go with Miktebek or Orlobai. I think I did that pretty good. And what's funny, Orlobai is your favorite. He's minus 140. Medich is plus 120. So obviously he's a legit prospect if he's coming in as the favorite. So we get weird salaries here. Medich is 8,900. Orlobai is 8,400. Medich becomes a dog shit value on DraftKings. And frankly, I kind of like Orlobai. I, I know I went first last fight, but I'm just going to go with the lead in here. Um, Orlobai is having a lot of success in LFA. He's knocking people out. He's got big power. Uh, he's won three straight LFA fights, whereas you got um, Eros Medic, who's coming off of uh, the win against um, Semelsberger. Semelsberger, that's right. Um, look, he's faced big strike. He got knocked out by, by Jalen Fuller. What this comes down to is that I just, they're going to strike. I think Orlobai's just got more power, and, and I think that's where the, it's a close fight. I will say I don't think Medic is a fade at 8,900 in GPPs. Because I kind of see this fight ending in a finish. I think we're going to see um, 
A lot of leather being swung here. The under two and a half rounds is minus 200. So don't get lost on this fight in DraftKings. Medich is the kind of guy, you know, we had like, it was the, um, who's the, who's the guy who looks like he's a million years old, but he's like 28 and came in on short notice, got a knockout. It was a fight where we had like a 7,400 versus 7,100 and everybody was on the 7,100 fighter or 7,400 because he was minus 300 and then there was a quick knockout. I don't remember. Sorry guys, I got a, a food delivery here. <laughs> very healthy Taco Bell. Nice. Very, very, very good. That's for after the show. So I'll be be feeling great. Um <laughs> so I, I don't want to I don't want you to get lost on Medich is the point, just because the odds value is not there for cash games, but it is in terms of a finish. And game theory wise, he's not gonna be high owned. But I am picking Orlebi. I think he's got more power. I think he's the better striker. Short notice fight. You know, these ones can um, cannot be weird. So to me, a GPP fight where I have to go with Orlebi. How about for you, Monk? Yeah, I, I agree. Except I'm picking the other side. I'm picking Medich here. He's gone against uh, gone against tough strikers. Uh, Matt, you know, hard hitting strikers. I should say Don't Matt Semmelsberger. He took the he took punches from Semmelsberger, came back and and finished the fight. Uh, I had a ton of him that week, so I was extra happy. He's only lost to Jalen Turner who's, you know, kind of fallen off a little bit, um, but he got subbed there in the first round. Otherwise, he's KOing, guys. Three of his wins, all three KOs in the UFC, and two of those wins, uh, you know, 109 points and 122 almost. Meanwhile, I think everybody's kind of fallen into a trap here, like this guy's 11-1. and one. Um, Oh, Mikey Oral Boy, we'll call him. Uh, 11-1, and one. he's got 10 finishes, like looking good in LFA, that's true. Um, but Medich is up here fighting UFC guys, guys that have been, you know, several fights in the UFC. Um, I don't, I'm just trying not to fall into the trap here of the, uh, of the guy with the difficult name to pronounce who wears an awesome yet funny hat on his head. Um, I think people are like, this is, you know, this is the next Shavkat or, or, or whoever, you know what I mean? So I'm just trying not to fall into that. I think, uh, there is still definitely value on Medich at 8,900, probably avoiding this for cash, maybe a little bit of Medich, but, uh. I mean, this is super high variance on the oral buy side. Like, if it pays off, don't it's play managing cash. Do yeah, not play managing. It's, it's going to be good if it pays off for you. But uh, yeah, he's going to be Medich is going to be low owned on uh, in GPP tourneys now. So I'm going to look to take take advantage of that. All right, let's move on to one of my favorite fights on the card. Honestly, Jonathan Pierce at 8400 taking on Joe Anderson Brito at 7800 on DraftKings line on the fight. We got uh, Pierce at minus 125, Brito at plus 105. I will keep to the order this time. Mark your first. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Jonathan Pierce here. I'm going to play a ton of him this week. Uh, I don't really understand the people that are high on Brito. Uh, he lost uh -oh. to Algio, the, the only guy that has any kind of takedown ability that he's faced in the UFC. Took him down twice relatively easily and, uh, and beat him when people were really high on him there. Then he fought Feely, who poses no takedown threat. Lucas Alexander... Uh, who poses no takedown threat, and Weston Wilson, who poses no threat at all of any kind. Meanwhile, Pierce oh, uh, is, is fighting Elkin, Amir Khani, Christian Rodriguez. Morale, I mean, guys that are doing things, doing decent stuff in the UFC, and he's taking them all down. I counted this up on the show the other night, 18, 23 takedowns in his past five fights. Yeah, I want all of this DraftKings upside. It is extremely rare for him to come even close to, you know, not scoring 100 points, and usually he is well, well over that. So, I don't think anything changes here. Give me Jonathan Pierce. Uh I'm I'm personally taking a stand on this fight. I'm not playing much of Brito. I think Pierce has this one. Yeah, he hits hard. Uh Brito does, but um 
Pierce hopefully is no Pat Sabatini, and we're going to see uh, some wrestling domination here. I love that. That, that I love that KO. By the way, that was that was good. <laughs> We've for been, us. I've been telling left. people for two times Pat Sabatini has a suspect chin, and people literally argue with me. Nope, that one made made some money last week on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Joe Anderson Brito, but I'm o- mostly on the fight. It's a GPP fight for me, and it's a lean towards Brito. And part of it, I have to admit, I think is I think I see everybody on Pierce, and I go. This doesn't seem that clear to me. So I kind of just want to get some ownership and be cheaper. Um, but the case on the other side, though, I, I would say, okay, Jonathan Pierce, Darren Elkins, Maquan Amir Khani, are they really that good to wins? To, to me, they're not. Elkins at this stage. Maquan, I've been saying forever, is a fucking fraud. <laughs> just look at his topology picture. Um, but it, it, it is, it's pretty clear in that Pierce needs to get this fight to the ground. And if he can, great. He probably wins the fight, scores a lot of points. And if he can, it's because he's unconscious. And Brito has scored a lot of points. So if you have, I'm fine with Monk's take. If you have a strong take on it, you want Pierce, play a lot of them. But regardless, I'd play a lot of this fight. I'm going to even it out more. I probably, there's 14 fights in the card. GPPs. Mm, my gut reaction, I haven't built lineups yet, is like 40% Brito and 30% Pierce. But I want to get in that 70-ish percent range or more of this fight i just love this fight overall i think one title score well i lean towards brito because i think he's going to find the chin at least once and i don't know if pierce can stand up to it um but it's not not a play i'm making a bet on that's just uh my slight lean on the fight for me the pick is brito just make sure you play plenty in that fight um regardless all right let's move on let's talk jose johnson taking on chan chad Anheliger, Anheliger. I can't say his fucking name. I've been practicing it too. Anheliger. I just right? say Anheliger. I have no Anheliger? idea. That's what I. I don't know if that's I right. I don't fucking know. Chad, Jose Johnson against Chad. Jose Johnson is minus two hundred. Chad is plus one seventy. Um, Monk, we live in a world where Jose Johnson is um, in the upper eight k on DraftKings. Discuss. We also live in a world where people are actually playing him and telling me he's going to like this fight is terrible. Uh, this is the definition. I'm, I'm going to play him. This is definition of high variance. You have to play both sides, but this fight sucks. Like I am not a Jose Johnson fan whatsoever. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not really a Chad, you know, a Chad and Helliger fan. Um, the stats on this fight are God awful. So I don't really have much to say. Like I said, low variance. Uh, any, you know, one of these guys could get finished. I guess I'm going to be playing more of ann helliger and i don't even like that to say it out loud but i just don't think jose johnson is is very good and that said he could come out here and finish ann helliger so i'm going to be reluctantly playing this fight uh yeah you kind of have to i uh, you know what i have something to say about it I, at this point some of these fights this week I, I was making jokes on my notes at dfs army which check out links are below make sure you sign up there promo codes all that good stuff you get to read you know more in-depth analysis but also some funny jokes because jose johnson could get taken down by a Las Vegas John with $20 grabbing those escort cards on the strip. He, he, <laughs> yeah, can't, yep. <laughs> he can't stop a takedown. He just cannot do it. The problem is Chan, Chatty Boy um, hasn't showed any wrestling ability. None. And if it's on the feet, Jose Johnson's going to fuck him up because he's long. He's better on the feet. Chad better shoot or land something big I don't see coming. So I got to go with Jose Johnson, What I've the skill sets I've seen. He's got a big hole. The problem is for me in playing a lot of um, Chad is that I just said I want to play Brito. I already picked Pinheiro. I got a couple other dogs I like. 
how much chat am I going to fit in on DraftKings? You're making me bet aside. I'd, I'd probably find like a Jose Johnson wins by finish. Like that would be my value play, but it's not a strong take. Um, that's no. where I would go for value on this fight. Speaking of value though, like <laughs> here we go. Finally. Um, Christian Leroy Duncan. He is 8,500 taking on Dennis Tululinen, who is 6,800. Sniper, that doesn't sound right. Well, that's because this is another short run replacement fight. And Christian Leroy Duncan is minus 500. Dennis Tululinen is plus 375. Do me a favor, cash games. Lock in Christian Leroy Duncan and move on about your day. If you don't, you're doing it wrong. Period. End of story. And that's kind of how I think this play this fight plays out. It just Christian Leroy Duncan is better. Tululin in short notice. It's gonna have to land some kind of crazy KO. I just I don't see it coming. I'll play. Christian Leroy Duncan is a chalk I'm gonna eat. And hopefully he doesn't burn my ass. But he went to decision against Armin Petrosian. Um got plenty of finishes in Cage Warrior has finishing upside. Just I don't see why I wouldn't play him. So I'm kind of keep it simple, stupid in this case. What do you got, Monk? Yeah, I agree. Um, it's Christian Leroy Duncan. You said it. Minus 500, and he's 8,500. Dennis Tululin is terrible. He beat Jamie Pickett, and it took him damn near 10 minutes to do it. So that's his only win in the UFC. This is super short notice. Can't spell CLV without CLD. So, uh, yeah, give me Christian Leroy Duncan. Uh, like you said, lock it in cash. I don't mind it in GPPs. I'll probably have next to no percent. Of Tallulah, maybe in the five to seven percent range if I'm feeling froggy. All right, next up, a fight that gave me legitimately a couple problems breaking it more than I thought it was going to. And it's uh, Mick Parkin, who's 9,200 at DK, taking on Kyle Machado, uh, 7,000 on Jack. The line on this fight, uh, Mick Parkin is minus 330, Machado is plus 270. Monk, you are first before I tell you why I struggled. Yeah, another reluctant fight that I might have to play a little bit of. Mick Parkin um, beat Jamal Pogue, scored 68.6 points, and in no way uh, looked to ever finish the fight ever, ever. Um, normally, I would just discount that entirely, but we just saw it with Jamal Emers, who's also never looked for a way to finish I a don't, fight. I don't want to fucking talk about that. Dude, that I, yeah, I, just what, 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 man? What, you, pick, you pick the time. To get the 50k bonus when you miss weight by two, and he's calling out for a 50k bonus. Dude has such low fight IQ, he doesn't realize that he is no longer eligible for the bonus because you miss fucking weight. Anyways, Jesus. Um, yeah. So Mick Parkin didn't ever look for a way to finish the fight. I'm not interested in him. I'm not interested in him at what 9200. Are you kidding me? Um, that's insane. He was 73 last time. He's 1900 over that. Kyle Machado. Uh, Machado. Would have scored 88 points in his win over Kevin Schlafarski in the DW. I'm not interested in this fight, is my long way of saying it. Uh, I'll play a little bit in GPPs, not playing any of it in cash. Well, that's not true. I guess Mick Parkin probably going to win. But do you really want 70 points in cash at 9,200? There's got to be other options for you. So, yeah, I'm not interested in this one. So my problem here is that Mick Parkin is, and it's just a GPP fight for me because Mick Parkin's got a, a low floor um, and and a, could put up a blah number and a win. He's 100% better technically, but these are big guys. Machado's going to come out swinging like a fucking maniac. That's what, that's what he, and, and maybe he'll land something. And just, I don't, I see a lot of scoring upside in parking. 
if they have these close rounds, Machado's going to throw the bigger strikes. I think he's going to tire though. I, I I just I ended up on Mick Parkin because he's just better technically all around. But Machado is live and is the kind of guy that to me I feel like can break a slate. I'm not going to I can't pick him straight up because I think Parkin is better. But I do think Machado would be the value side both on DraftKings and and, and a bet honestly. If you made me bet a side, I'd probably bet Machado at plus two seventy. Actually, mm-hmm. I'd go find Machado by um, finish and just would take my Hail Mary there rather rather than playing minus 330 juice on Mick Parkin. Like yeah. I just, he's better. He's definitely better, but uh, that much better? Hmm. Speaking of dog turds, um, <laughs> yeah, th- this, this, I'm not going to be nice here. Uh, Lucas Alexander is 9,300. Take it on Yeka Saragi at 6,900. Line on this fight, Alexander's minus 510. Sarah Gee is plus 395. I have said over and over again, I do not believe in MMA math, and I don't. Except that if you see the second Yekka Sarah Gee got any kind of step up, did you see what Anshul Jubilee did to him? <laughs> Lucas Alexander may not be a world beater, but he's he's probably going to gonna finish aggressively Yekka Sarah Gee. Like, I don't... Lucas Alexander, yes, he got finished by Joe Anderson Brito, but he beat Jacob Kilburn. He beat Steven Peterson. And yeah, those aren't the best names, but they're better than the loss to Anshul Jubilee. They're better than the win against Juan Bin Key and Pawan Man Singh. And, and like, there's levels to this. And unless Lucas Alexander is thinking the same thing I do and does not show up, I don't see how he loses this fight. He should finish. I'm way he- more heavily invested in Lucas Alexander than I want to be, but there's too many dogs for me to want to play Yekka Saragi. And if he shows up, it's one of those, okay, I had a bad night. But yeah, Alexander's a play on one of my favorite pay-up options. Monk? Yeah, well, I mean, oh, gross. Uh, I guess I agree. <laughs> I don't want to, but yeah, I guess you. this is a GPP fight. Um, I'm not really interested in either guy. I mean, Alexander at this price is insanely ridiculous. He was 7,500 against Peterson. He was 6,800 against Joe Anderson Brito, who didn't knock him out. Instead, took him down. You know, the guy who has no wrestling uh, game whatsoever. And then uh, now he's $9,300. Uh, yeah, Jake Saregi. If I was betting, I would just I'd, I'd take the shout out to my guy Lou Betya. Plus a thousand round three Jack uh Jekka submission. That's what I would do. Oh. Uh, yeah, this fight sucks. It's probably gonna be Alexander early. I mean, Sarigi lost to a guy who lost to a guy that was barking in the octagon. So yeah, give me Alexander. I'm not happy about it, and I will play around field weight of him. I'm not looking to go over really though. I got some more ridiculous things to say here as we talk Eileen Perez versus Lucy Pudalova. Eileen Perez is 8,600. Pudalova 7,600. Eileen Perez is minus 190 to minus 200 in some sports books. Pudalova is plus 160 to plus 165. And Monk, I, you know what I'm going to say? So I'm going to pose this question to you. Just because Eileen Perez drives around a dump truck and she smashed uh, Ashley Evan Smith last time out, why does that make her a favorite? Because I can't put the pieces together. Because Lucy Pudelova lost to Justine Kiss. She's only beaten Wu Yanan in her last five. Yeah, she, I agree. Before you say it, I think she did beat Jocelyn Edwards. But who the fuck is Jocelyn Ed? Like, these are not powerhouses 
in the division by any means whatsoever. So, uh, yeah, I think people see the one and four in the last five. They don't like that. Um, well, that's, she's not... that's, that's in the UFC, though. That That's what's yeah, a little sure. deceiving. Is, is... Well, you got to go to Octagon or some bullshit to find to right. find uh well she lost to uh she lost to Talita Bernardo in, in Octagon which is you know she's she's legit she should be 2 and 0 in her second stint in the UFC should be but uh either way That's this is still this is still low 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 level women's MMA um we just yeah. saw Alexander at a minus 500 and some price tag or whatever he is I don't remember what you said so the the, the minus 200 really doesn't surprise me for Perez uh which she wins she scores extremely well so if she can get Pudalova down yeah, I'm going to take some of that at 8,600. I'll, I'll also take some of Pudalova at 7,600, but I'm not going crazy on this fight. Um, it should be noted that Aylin Perez's nickname is no longer Fiona, and she changed it to Nurmagomedov. So do with hmm. that what you will. She also um, she had some weird things. She's got some weird injury I saw in an interview, like under her eye, or I don't know what the fuck is up with that. I got to watch the interview again, but. Something she's not 100% healthy. Um, well, good thing she's fighting Lucy Pudalova. <laughs> I like that her affiliation is she trains out of the goat shed. Yeah, I don't, I don't even With know Jillian Robertson, right? Yeah, um, so I am picking Lucy Pudalova because I do think she'll be able to stop the takedowns, get this into the clinch situation, and is the better striker. But Eileen Perez. We'll have the wrestling advantage. It's probably a little bit bigger. And if she gets on top early, we'll probably suck all the life out of Lucy Putalova and put up a big number. I concede that. I just I think she's gonna have a hard time closing the distance and doing that. But if she can implement her, her game game plan, she's the better DraftKings score, even if I'm picking Putalova. It's one of those you have to analyze, okay, who scores the best on a win? It is Eileen Perez. Uh I kind of like the idea of a punt with Putalova. Except I'm already playing Luana Pinero, who I like more. So is see, we'll see if I need her. The point is, I'm picking Pudalova. She's fine in cash games. Secondary option in GPP, even on a pick, because I don't see a ton of upside. And I'll mix in. I'm not going to let... I'll probably be underweight to Perez, because I think she's going to be popular. But I'm not going to let Nyleen Perez win, destroy my night. Unlike fucking Jamal Emmers, you mother... Oh, Jamal Emmers. I, 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 I had to bring it up. Next fight, let's go to Nicholas Mata taking on Trey Ogden. Oh, DraftKings salary, Mata's 8,300. Ogden is 7,900. Line on this fight, Mata's minus 130. Ogden is plus 110. Uh, the next two fights are the two pick'em fights on the card. This one is pretty close to me. I For me, I am going to lean towards uh, Trey Ogden. I don't honestly have a great lean on this fight. I think Ogden has the wrestling grappling advantage, and that's the difference maker for me. Um, Mata will be more dangerous in the feet. To me, it's a close fight, kind of broken down just like that. I, I lean towards the grappler like I usually do, but Mata's live. I, I don't... Uh, clearly, he's he's the favorite. I just, I'm going to lean towards the Ogden side. and This is one of those fights I'm going to play pretty vanilla on DraftKings, not really make a stand. Um, maybe bump my Ogden ownership a little bit and go from there. And force me to take a bet. Obviously, it's like a pick and fight, and I'll I'll lean towards Ogden. How about for you, Monk? Y'all yeah, go ahead and just lean the other way, just barely. I'm not taking a yeah, stand here. Not... This is yeah, this is a good GPP fight. I'm not playing it in cash. Um, we got one guy who gets knocked out facing a guy that doesn't knock anyone out. 
Uh, and on the other side, we got a guy that loses by sub going against a guy that has never subbed anyone, and it's very low level. I'm going to pick Nicholas Mana because he can crack. Ogden uh, gone to decision all three times, but he hasn't really fought super, super uh, powerful strikers. Jordan Levitt took an L to him. Daniel Zellhuber, obviously his win in which he looked uh, very tough and uh, kind of came back a little bit. And then uh, Ignacio Bahamondas, who is a good striker, but he doesn't really crack super hard unless he's throwing that uh spinning wheel kick to your head um so i'm gonna just ever so slightly lean nicholas mata trying to hope hoping to see him rather get a uh, a finish here and uh pay off some DraftKings uh gpp lineups for me but at the salaries you said it's a pick them you can get to either one of these guys i'm not really interested in trey ogden for gpps and his one win he put up 65 points so uh yeah give me i'm, I'm leaning mata i think he has more DraftKings upside and hopefully he is uh he can find the chin Last fight, let's go to Rafael Estevim. He's 8,200, taking on Charles Johnson, 8,000 on DraftKings. Line on this fight. Uh, you had some odds value here. Estevim has been steamed up to minus 150. Johnson's at plus 130. Monk, what do you got? Um, Johnson is two wins in his last five are to Jimmy Flick, big deal. And then Zogas Jumagulov. Everybody beats that guy, even the judges. Um, Estevam hasn't fought in the UFC. I think, didn't he miss weight? And his fight was called off, I believe, is the case. Correct me if Correct. I'm wrong. Um, but we're looking at major takedowns here. That's that's the path to victory for Estevam. That's why you would play him in DFS. Again, this, to me, not a cash game play. Strictly GPP. I don't mind Estevam in there for his gigantic wrestling upside. Uh, and Charles Johnson, if you remember, to get taken down 11 times by Durden. Uh, wow, this dude. I said I was talking about somebody's takedowns, 23 in his last five. I think it was uh, JSP. Um, yep. Johnson was taken down 11 times by Durden, three by Osborne, once by Flick, once by Zhumagulov, and 12 times by Mikhaev. So we're almost at 30 there in his last five. So play Rafael Stevam. If he can't get takedowns, you're probably going to want some of Charles Johnson, who did put up a decent number against Flick at 114 and 83 against uh, Chagas. So I'll probably be heavier on a Stevam just because I think his path to victory scores better, but I'll have a little bit of both sides. And again, not a cash game play for me. Uh, I like Estevam quite a bit. I do think it's a cash game play because the odds are up to minus 150, and it's basically oh, a wow. pick and fight. He's yeah, he's up to minus 150. Okay. I think, like you said, he's going to look for takedowns. Charles Johnson gives them up. I actually think Estevam's more likely to get a finish. I think he's pretty explosive. I like Estevam quite a bit. He's my favorite play in the mid in the mid range, and hopefully the first nice. fight of the night doesn't fuck me this week. Unlike you, Jamal Emmers. Third time I mentioned <laughs> you on this pod podcast, you bitch. And you don't Sorry. deserve any of them. Nice, you no, hurt nice me win. so bad. Yeah, it just hurt me. It was a, it was a good win. I don't like the reaction. Uh, your opponent responded to getting hit once was concerning, but that's Dude, not on Emerson. That happens yeah. in the first minute of the card. Was, and I'm like yeah. throwing papers around. I'm like, what the it's fuck? It's not on Emerson. Emerson did what he was supposed to do. His opponent was shit. So anyway, Estevam is my favorite play in the mid-range. I like, like the value there quite a bit. All right, let's go to kill shots. Uh, kill shot if you don't know unexpected play we you know not a chalk play we expect to break the slate so usually the main event fighter camp even if you're on paul craig i don't think it's a kill shot because main events always usually decently owned unless you were going to take Derek lewis against jailton almeida i suppose um so yeah i already gave mine out earlier i'm going luana pinero monk who you got yeah that's a great one that was my number one i'll give you and the rest are trash i don't like any of these just a disclosure if this fight even even happens, I think it could be an upset. I, I Jesus, it's just trash. Jordan Levitt. I'm just gonna say it. I don't think 
I don't think Chase who I don't think this fight's good. I think a lot of different things could happen. And uh, I think Levitt has an opportunity to get a really shitty, terrible, awful, no good, very bad decision. Um, I mean, I don't like any of the other ones really at all. At all. Solid movie <laughs> reference. Solid movie reference for all you dads out there. All right. That's what we got for UFC Vegas 82. Allen versus Craig. Hit the like button if you didn't already. Full breakdowns, cheat sheets, DFS builders. Just check the links below, guys. Just, just go. Hope to see you in there. Chat up fights on fight day or before in the Discord. Hope you enjoy your holiday. We're not going to see you guys until after the holiday. So enjoy your Thanksgiving with the family. Enjoy the fights on Saturday. And I will see you next time. See you, Monk. Be safe.